welcome and thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Chapel's Disciple Making Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. So whether your circle is a community group, D group, or your family, this resource exists for practical advice on how to make disciples who make disciples. We hope that this content is engaging and we hope that it helps you in your journey to follow the command of Jesus to make disciples. Awesome. Hey, Chapel family, I'm here with David Day, who is not just the co-host for our new, not new Disciple Making Podcast, the, we'll call it the new and improved Disciple Making Podcast. Oh, yeah, there you go. Anything we can take from Vic, we can always make a little That's bit better. That's right. Yeah. But I'm sure he'll listen to this too. Vic will listen to this and he'll go, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, it, it probably is. And I'm going to steal some of that content. So it's yeah, it's yeah. all good. We love you, Vic. But we're here with David. Um, he's not just going to be our co-host for today. And I'm Andrew from the chapel. If y'all don't know, can't understand who this voice is. You probably know it's me. Andrew Bates. Well, that's how my wife prefers, refers yeah, to me. But right. if you hear me making fun of Vic, you probably know who, who I am. Um, <laughs> but he's not just going to be the co-host. He's also my community group leader. So really excited about kind of getting him um, to really kind of give us some some nuggets of wisdom that really his wife, Sue, wrote for him to say, but getting That's some, right. some wisdom exactly. from David. Yeah. So David, last week on the podcast, you kind of walked us through just some, some digital tools and also some helps for how to take um, community online and what that looks like when we can't um, really be in person, which is a lot of what it looks like to have community. Um, so can you walk us right. back through just some, some things that you kind of gave us as pointers on how to do it virtually? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the main point, Andrew, I think from last week, uh, yeah, we did share just a, a few things about tools and such. And, and I, I will disclaim this, I'm not the technology wizard. Um, but I, I love to dive into stuff and make mistakes and then ask experts to bail me out of that. Uh, James Lott, for example, has <clears throat> you know been terrific at helping me to figure a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. out. But you know, last week, we talked about Google Hangouts, we talked about Zoom, and we talked about GroupMe, as a group text, uh, all of that is focused on the idea that we need to stay in touch with our groups. Uh, you know, in a time like we're going through right now in the, in the COVID-19 universe that we live in, um, and especially with everyone being isolated the way we are, sequestered, quarantined, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's more important now than ever that community is intact and that we continue to foster and build community. And so the point of our last conversation was really, look, there are some really good tools out there. It really doesn't matter which one you decide to use, just work it and do it. Uh, One of the things that I I think uh, bears repeating from last week is um, it doesn't really, it's not a performance. Uh, It doesn't have to be polished. Resist the effort to to be good at it. Uh, It's more important that you do it than to do it well. Um, really, it's it's the the key is that we need to stay in touch with each other. We need to continue to foster and build community. Um, like you said, Andrew, that's a win if you just get it done. If you just do it, because right now people are anxious to 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 talk, to listen, to share, and to be connected both to one another as human beings, but especially with the faith community of the chapel. So I think that's I think that's a lot of it. But we did talk about Google Hangouts, which is what we used last week, which was sketchy on and off, kind of weird, depending <laughs> on your depending on your perspective. I mean, it was certainly fun. Um, I got the big grin on my face, like you got on yours right now. Um, but we also uh, have talked about Zoom, Zoom.us, a very good tool. I think it's a little bit more polished, a little easier to use for some folks. 
Um, and I have experienced that they've pretty much waived the time limit. There's been no warning and no cutoff. Mm-hmm. I've been using Zoom all week long, and it's been very, very nice and very convenient to use. So that's a really good option. Um, there's, um, was it Google Duo you were talking about? Yeah, Andrew? Google Duo can be for less than eight people. Um, Google Duo will work. It's It works a lot like, I guess, Google Hangouts does, a little bit smaller scale, a little bit bigger frame if you're doing on the phone. I would recommend this for our D group leaders. Man, that is, if you only have three to five people, it's a great yeah. way, easier interface, a lot less stuff to deal with than the full Google Hangout or Zoom would be. Yeah, so so good good technology tool. So I, I would say this too, and this is a little bit new. Uh, this is based on some research I did and Vanderblumen, a consulting firm that the chapel uses, had mentioned a couple of things. They said there's really a hierarchy of the ways that we could communicate with our groups. The most basic level, the quickest, easiest, most basic, and least effective, but still important, is texting. Mm-hmm. Uh, texting our group members, checking in with our group members just by text and using that tool. Everybody's familiar with it. It's uh, it, it's very flexible on a time basis. You know, somebody can get a text, respond an hour later. Uh, that's very effective at the first level of being in touch. But it's very difficult to create real community with a text. The next best simulation of community would be by phone because you have that voice inflection. It's in real time. There's not a delay in the conversation. You're either talking to somebody or you're not, and it's real time. So there's a there's a there's a reactionary type of thing that that is part of the community element that we like to create. It better simulates community than texting does. And the next level up from that would be video. Uh, obviously doing any motion. We have immediacy and expression. We have all the things that we need to create community with video. The only thing we don't have is touch. And, uh, you know, and Andrew and our group, we're big huggers. We're big eaters. We share, we talk, we, we you know, there's a lot of, you know, punching each other in the shoulder and, and, and all that kind of stuff. Not the girls. But, um, you know, we do have, we do have a, 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 a there's a, that physical contact that we're not going to have via video. But it's, video is the closest simulation that we have, technologically speaking, to having a community group meeting in a traditional way. Mm-hmm. So, um, all three of those are really good. Text, phone, and video. Video is the ultimate way to simulate in-person community. So that's why we're encouraging that kind of connection. Yeah. And then I just want to repeat what, what you said is it's just doing it is the win. And, and there's a famous quote going around actually from Kevin McKee. I think he stole it from one of his seminary professors is anything that's worth doing is worth doing poorly. So if it's really that we need to do it, let's just get it, get it done. And one of my favorite quotes I stole from the <laughs> army guy I used to work with was Gitmo, good enough to move yeah. on. And let's just yeah. let's let's make it happen. So I think that's really really encouraging to do that. So I like that. When it, yeah. When it comes to that world, um, Dave, you kind of mentioned last week, and even some here, there are always going to be hurdles um, and obstacles. Which honestly, for groups and in, in everyday life, there are obstacles and hurdles. One, trying to figure out schedules, trying to figure out work, trying to figure out kids, trying to figure out meeting space, all that kind of stuff. Um, that can at times up the ante when we go all virtual because you have to deal with internet and all this kind of stuff. Right. But also it can kind of give you some opportunity to to bring some clarity, maybe some ease in that. So what what do you think our group leaders are seeing or what are you as a group leader seeing as a hurdle, but also as a, a not just an obstacle, but a, an opportunity in yeah. this time? Well, 
I tell you that the, the work from home situation is huge, um, probably bigger than most people anticipated. It's probably, <clears throat> you know, from a widespread standpoint, the whole concept is a week old. I mean, a lot of people work from home. I work from home regularly. A lot of people work from home, but the, the number of people that are working from home now has increased exponentially. So one of the things that I'm seeing, seeing people deal with is the new rhythm of home life versus work life. It's so easy to go to work, do your work, and come home, and you can kind of separate your life a little bit. You separate your, the, the way that you work. I was reading some funny tweets the other day. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were talking about, um, I never knew my husband was like this at work. You know, a wife is listening to her husband um, having a video conference, and he's like, she's like, I never knew that I married a put a pin in it and circle back kind of guy. You know, <laughs> because he's using this kind of language that he never uses at home. And so um, they're laughing at each other. Spouses working. I mean, my, work, my wife literally works 30 feet from me upstairs in our in our upstairs room we've got our a desk set up and she has the better view by the way she overlooks the park behind her house but um she deserves the better view she's had to look <laughs> well, at you for too long well so. she is the better view so <laughs> it works out <laughs> i got me some points on that one didn't i you did uh, but yeah it, it, it's it's really interesting it's an interesting dynamic group leaders right now and just everyone in general they're they're struggling with creating a new kind of rhythm mm-hmm. and i'll tell you this a, a difference maker for me has been to take breaks, get up out of my chair, get outside for five minutes and get some sunshine. Mm-hmm. If I need to make a phone call, I can just as easily do it outside as I can in here. That's the advantage of working from home. The, the WFH concept is um, it, you can look at it as a negative, but there are a lot of positives to it as well. I'm getting more done in less time in some areas. Now, there are dogs that bark in the background sometimes. <laughs> there, are, there are issues with my internet sometimes. Uh, you know, I have to deal with those things. At work, it was never an issue, never a problem. But I think group leaders are, are trying to figure out, okay, how do I include all of that in a community group meeting online? Where am I going to set up to do it? For us, the other day, it was like, I'm going to set up my, my small little Macintosh computer in the middle of the living room. And we had five of us that were live in the, in the, you know, in the room. I couldn't mute my, my computer and I couldn't control anything, you know? And I was like, this is a little frustrating that I can't control anything. But I thought, isn't that interesting? God has me in a situation where I can't control anything. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty good thing, I guess. So uh, you're saying community groups are a metaphor for life, basically. That very well said. See, I just needed to let you say that and it was there. But yeah, I I think, I think a lot of us group leaders are like that. We don't know how to do it. And if we figure out how to do it, we're not, we feel like we're not doing it right. And then we feel like we've got to figure out a way to make everything work within the new system. And where does that fall in the priority category? And, and, and does it, are we going to change our cadence of meetings? Are we going to meet weekly every other week? How, How does this all work? So I, I get it. I'm I'm right there with you, and I don't know that there's a right answer. Um, the only right answer I do I do know actually is just do it. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to do it. Try it. You know, you're not going to lose people just because they they don't want to log in for your community group meeting. Yeah. You know, which is something that we can talk about at some point too. I have some ideas about that, but um, the key is just to get it done and create a, create a new rhythm with it. Mm-hmm. I think. 
Oh, I love that. And and that kind of gets gets to the, the meeting, to the group thing. But we've, we told our group leaders from the beginning and, and really in the midst of this, trying to encourage our people to remember this, that we're asking you as a group leader, not to lead a group, but to lead people, to lead a group of right. people kind of thing. So right. let's say we finally get them in the room, David, and we've kind of had conversations on how much actual curriculum and Bible studies even uh, able to be done, especially when people are so excited to see each other. Um, really, we want our, our community group leaders to focus on the community and the relational, the people aspect of this, because people need pastoring and shepherding in the midst of this. The only problem is when you ask people, well, how's it going? How, how are you doing? Knowing good and well, the answer should not be good. Everybody answers. I'm fine. I'm good. It, it, it's yeah. okay. So right. how in the world do we break past that? Like, I, how do we, how do we yeah. engage our people in a way where they feel like, <laughs> Hey, in person, we, we have this type of open community. So how do we help them in the yeah. midst of this COVID chaos is what I'm calling it. Right. Be, be genuine and be authentic. Right. Great question. Um, uh, everybody I know loves Chick-fil-A and um, Chick-fil-A is a great company. And one of the things they're really well known for is they have great employees and the employees all are very consistent and they, they just do a great quality job of customer service. And one of the things that Chick-fil-A says is that if you ask good questions, if you ask no questions, you get no answers. If you ask good questions, you get good answers. If you ask great questions, you get great answers. Mm -hmm. So I think the key is what kind of questions are we asking? It's easy to throw away uh, the question, how you doing? No, we're, we're, we're good. We're fine. You know, but what if you get real specific and start asking some specific questions? Now, I realize, you know, you don't necessarily need to dive into that in the first five seconds of a phone call, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I made a phone call today with a group member. We were talking and, you know, just uh, how was the trip? And, uh, you know, is, is, are you working from home? How's that? What's that like? And, uh, you know, that we got down to how's, how's your wife doing and uh, she's doing this and how are you handling that situation? Do you need any help with that? Is that causing more stress? And what is one thing I can pray for you about? Would you like to pray about that right now? You see the progression that it mm -hmm. came down to something real specific and real detailed, starting real broad and got very specific very quickly. It was all about the questions that I was able to ask that group member. Um, and so I would just encourage, encourage group leaders to ask specific questions with really the goal of it is to kind of get to what's on their heart. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, some people are doing pretty well. I talked to one group member, both members of the family are, uh, there's a couple and they're both employed um, and they expect to have their jobs for, for quite some time. Yes, there are some changes and they're dealing with those changes, but um, their income is not an issue right now. Um, they are at a pretty good spot, so that's not a big problem for them. Um, their, their issue may be some other things that are about to come up with family. So, um, it's just a matter of asking the right kind of question and getting down to what really is bothering them and not trying to assume that there is a major issue. I mean, I wouldn't dive into it trying to, you know, create an issue there, but uh, I've done that before. It's, it ends up pretty stupid, but, um, but, you know, just being aware and asking good questions and then being, being willing to move on when the time is to move on. Um, but just being sensitive to what, what's really on their heart. And you can kind of hear it in their voice when you make a phone call. Um, it, a video conference call is even better. You can kind of see it, you know, but, uh, that, that's, that's what I call going deeper. Yeah. Uh, I love that. And, and the beautiful thing about that is, and you've, you've mentioned this before, even in, in this call about 
one, all this relationship you've built, uh, all the leading you've done so far up until this point has, has given you the, the trust, which has built influence in these people's lives to be able to ask these questions. So, so yeah. leverage that relationship to be able to dive in and pull them out because, um, yeah. and just, and just our group leaders know we're working as chapel staff now to try to contact everybody in our database with a phone call from a staff member. It probably won't be Kevin and I, if you're unlucky enough to get one of us, it might be, but we're trying to call everyone to touch them. But from a staff, compared to the size church we have, it's, it's almost impossible for us to individually shepherd everyone, which is where you, you come in. Someone has right. to be asking our group leaders these questions. But let's, let's be honest, and David, you've kind of pastored and shepherd, shepherded as well. That can be draining at times. And at some yeah. point in time, the shepherd is going to need a shepherd. And they're going right. to need someone to talk to and when, they, when they're anxious, when there are questions, whenever there just seems sure. to be a gap between reality and faith. Um, so I, w- I want you to hear from us as the, the group life team, as pastors, as the staff, as guys, we're here for you. And, and just like um, you're asking your people, how are you doing? What's going on? We're going to be attempting to call you, attempting to not pull teeth, but pull it out of you. But also, right. we don't know what we don't know. So, I mean, if you have a struggle, if you have a question, let us know um, and reach out to David. He's he's great. Um, if he doesn't give you the right answer, you can call Sherry, right? You don't That's get right. what you want from that. <laughs> That's um, right. And feel free to reach out to Kevin and I. And because no, you're not in this alone. We're going to, we want to help pastor and shepherd you as you pastor and shepherd um, your people. Um, yeah. So, so David, maybe, maybe walk us through, I'm, I'm all about a, a visual. And since we're going to have a recorded podcast, it's hard to get a visual, but yeah. give us a visual. If you're going to call me as one of your, your group people, um, you kind of walked a little bit through this and you're going to try to see how I'm doing. Can you kind of yeah. role play what that looks like? No, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it'd be but. great. It'd be great. Hey, Andrew, David Day, how's it going, man? And it was great until you called, but yeah, it's going good. I'm just kidding, David. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, life, it, it is what it is. You have to be really, really busy right now. I know you guys have been really, uh, really working hard during this whole Corona thing. Are you pulling 15 hour days or what? It, I lost count. Yeah, at 27 yeah. or 24, something like that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it's been wow. busy. How's that taking its toll on your on your uh, family and your home life right now with a pregnant wife? Yeah, I'm I'm doing great um, because I love to run and go. But I can tell she's a little not angry, but she can I can tell she's unhappy about me not being home. And when I am home, I'm not I'm not present. So yeah, yeah thanks for bringing that to my mind. Yeah, that kind well, of <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I can understand where she would be. You know, in a situation, do you think she's concerned about? coronavirus stuff or is it just the pace of life right now that she's that she's dealing with I maybe a little ask her that question probably you, know. you probably need to ask her um but i would say a little bit of both one with her being pregnant like it's that, that's a little nervous there i've got some respiratory issues just not disease but just asthma so that's a little nervous there and we're about to have a kid so it's like what what is the world coming to so yeah there's yeah. probably some some nerves there she's dealing with that i probably should spend a little more time talking to yeah. her yeah, do you talk with her about it? I do, um, but she does like me at times and can put on the happy face and just, yeah, yeah, we're okay. And I think she's wanting to be strong for me since I have to be strong for others. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll definitely, definitely be praying with you guys and for you guys about that. I know it's got to be a real stressor and a concern. And, you know, are, how are you, uh, do you have a, like a strategy to deal with her or a plan to deal with how that's going to come off over the next couple of weeks based on your work schedule and all that kind of stuff? Or is that, is that something that you just kind of like take it one day at a time? Um, I mean, right now taking it one day at a time, but probably should start setting up some, some boundaries and safety. Cause if it's a, 
hey, we're just going to keep kicking this can down the road because it changes every five minutes. You're never going to get to an end. So right, that's right. Some, some good wisdom. Yeah. I found that I just try to keep communicating as much as possible. You know, I mean, Sue and I've been married 27 years and I, I tend to keep things in and, and not share with her until I've figured things out. And she likes it when I share with her things that I haven't figured out yet because she likes to help me figure it out. You know, I don't know if that applies with Emily, but um, showing that little bit of vulnerability certainly helps me sometimes. So, I mean, if that if that's worth anything, I, I just share that with you and give you that nugget. So if that's helpful, I hope it is. But if not, then throw it in the trash like most of the things I say. <laughs> but look, I do want to pray. I do want to pray for you guys about that. I know that can be a real stressor and just being being pregnant and the emotions and the hormone changes and you being so busy like that. I, I, I just, you already been on my heart about that. And so um, I definitely want to be purposeful and praying for you guys about that. As a matter of fact, I can pray with you right now, if you'd like, I, I'd be glad to pray for you just very briefly, if that's okay with you. I appreciate that, David. That'd be great. And then, and then you can go right into prayer real quick. Mm -hmm. And I would keep that prayer very brief. When Kevin called me, that's exactly how the conversation went. And I mentioned a couple of things that were on my mind. He said, well, let's pray right now. Mm -hmm. The prayer was 15, 20 seconds. Yeah. And I felt like, okay, part of that burden is now being shared by somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate that fact. And you as a group leader know that, right? You, you know that that's what our purpose is. Um, and I'll confess that I woke up this morning. I was telling Andrew this, I was telling you this earlier. I woke up this morning and I was probably at the highest stress level I've been since this Corona thing started. Just in my my anxiety, if you will, about what's going to happen. You know, what's going to happen. Um, I'm probably reading too much media, reading too many, <laughs> you know, too many tweets or whatever. But um, here's some tools. I, first of all, I, I'd love for group leaders to know, Andrew, that it's okay um, to feel real. Oh, you absolutely. Know, it's okay <laughs> to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. Just because you're a group leader doesn't mean that you're immune to the stresses and anxiety of what's going on in the world today. So first of all, that's, that should be a given. Unfortunately, it's not always. So it's okay for you to feel like, man, I need to, I need to take a minute and, and figure this out. And, and like Andrew said, we want to be able to help you do that. Here's what I did. I focused on others. I got into the scriptures and I read in the Psalms and I read in Proverbs and I just began to see again the picture of how big God is, reminding myself that he's not surprised, he's not changed, he's not wringing his hands in heaven over coronavirus. So that helped me a ton. Um, I began to focus on other people. I made a list of everybody in my community group and I began to pray, even just popcorn prayers one by one for everybody by name. And that focus on others shifted the burden off of me and put it right squarely on God's shoulders. And it made me feel a whole lot better that, okay, I can control what I can control. And what I can control is I can, I can go to the Father on behalf of these people. And that'll help me a lot. And the third thing is, I've extended a little bit, extended my journal time and my mm -hmm. prayer time, just journaling a little bit more and just talking about my anxiety in the journal. Just, I just extended it just a little bit more. You can do a here journal and maybe list out a little prayer or something at the end. That was helpful too, because I got to put it down, close the book, move on and get to work. And so that's helpful. So mm -hmm. hopefully those tools might be helpful to other group leaders as well. I think that'll be, be very helpful. And that actually mirrors a little bit. Um, Kevin and I are trying to put out one daily content for the church, but one little segment we're doing is called Start, Stop, Sit. Um, and most of it's on Instagram just because that's an easy, cheap platform to put things in. Yeah. But it was last week and this week are kind of combined. The start aspect was last week, start, start getting in the word more regularly kind of thing. And this week's prayer and fasting. So 
take this extra time we're going to have and allow that to one, remove some anxiety, but two, prepare you to love and lead your people well. Um, one stop was stopping some screen time. One, just to give your eyes a break, LED backlit, to give you some life back. And three, to keep you from being over-engaged and overexposed um, yeah. and overstimulated by some, some messaging. Um, and yeah. last two were, were to sit. One, to sit in silence, which we're not good at at all. But this week, we're encouraging people to sit, to sit in community. And I'm really hoping it will be around a, a dinner table as a family. But even, even with your family, even with your community, just let it be enough just to be with people and to love them and to care for them. Because right now, and David, I think you would agree with this, the best way to love our groups, to love our people in our groups, isn't necessarily to, to teach them out of sermon line curriculum or teach them out of a book. Or, I mean, it's to point them back to Jesus, to point them back to the Word, but ultimately it's to love them um, and to give them community in the midst of this. So, so I think that's incredibly incredibly wise great point really great point and i loved your video on uh on what is it again sit stop sit what is it start no, stop sit start stop sit mm -hmm. i love that start stops and i think you you sent out a little video on that earlier which was really excellent so yeah really good stuff really good stuff um and i i think the anxiety levels will continue to rise as the mm -hmm. situation continues to devolve or maybe it's going to turn a corner very quickly and get better but I can tell you that our circumstances do not determine our position in Christ and they don't determine the bigness of our God. Exactly. And that's what I have been hanging on to today and th this week is that God is bigger than all this. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting to think about what he is doing behind the scenes that we can't see and that we can be a part of. Yeah. So if you, you look at things with, I sent this little post out on our group me today for our, our community group. If you think of things and look at things through eternal eyes, you begin to see behind the curtain a little bit. And that, again, God's not taken by surprise. He has a purpose. He has a plan. And he's in control. If that's the case, does he have our best interest at heart? He does. Mm -hmm. He absolutely does. The scriptures show us that he does. No matter what happens, God's got our best interest at heart. So this can't be anything. This can't turn out but to be anything but the best for us. And uh, just resting in that for a moment is, uh, is to me, very valuable. Mm -hmm. That's really good. It's, I love the fact of, I mean, again, none of this is called God by surprise, but even though this seems so unprecedented to us, it's not unprecedented to him, and he's not unprecedented. He, he has very well made himself known and what he's all about. So let's, oh, I, let's I believe he's going to use it. I believe God's going to use this situation not only in America, but in the lives of believers and in the life of the church. I think yeah. it's, it's going to be one, one of, if not our finest hour. I agree. Sounds kind of churchillish there. I like it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But the group leaders want to tell you, one, thank you for keying in to this, to this episode. But two, thank you for doing what you do because you're going to be a huge part of loving, caring for, um, and getting our church ready to continue to grow um, and to take the gospel to people so they can meet and follow him. So, man, check us out on Facebook at the Group Life Leader page. Group Life is also on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but also, man, host a watch party on Sundays um, with your group. I know our group does that as well. Um, I can't remember if I'm commenting as the chapel or if, as I'm commenting as yeah. myself. <laughs> but, man, check us out there because, again, we want to stay as connected as we can in this virtual world. David, good you stuff. got any words of wisdom before we log off? I, I really don't. If I had words of wisdom, I'd have probably written them down by, by now. But uh, the, the last, the final thing I'd like to say is group leader, thank you so much for mm -hmm. stepping up and shepherding. And uh, the key, the operant word is just, just keep going. Uh, you're not going to do it wrong. Just keep going. And uh, we're here to help. Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. There you go. Right, guys. I love it. 
We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed the content from today and that it helped encourage you in your call to make disciples. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on our website at thechapelbr.com. We're always working on keeping our site full of resources for you as you seek to make disciples. And finally, you can follow us on our socials at thechapelbr on Facebook and Instagram, as well as at Chapel Group Life on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you guys next time.